Good afternoon, this is Quintus Curtius. Welcome back to Fortress of the Mind. It's November 4th, 2017, and in this podcast, I decided to do something a little bit different than what we normally do. Decided to do some movie reviews. Decided to do some movie reviews by podcast. I've done movie reviews many times in the past on my site, qcurtius.com, but I've always done them by writing by written form. I thought I'd try a little bit of a different format here, try to do them by podcast and see how that goes, see if people like that way to consume their reviews. So we'll be talking about a few movies that I've seen recently and why I think that they're worth uh, worth watching, worth considering. So let's get right into it. The first one I'll talk about is a movie that came out last year called Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water released in 2016, and the director was David McKenzie. And it starred Chris Pine, uh, Ben Foster, and the venerable Jeff Bridges as a grizzled old Texas lawman. And this was a a pretty interesting movie, pretty good mix of old-fashioned noir themes with contemporary Western settings. The basic plot here is you've got two brothers, uh, two brothers here played by uh, Chris Pine and Ben Foster. And these guys live in West Texas, and after their mother dies, they're in danger of losing the family farm to a uh, uh, an aggressive bank called the Texas Midlands Bank, which I assume is a uh, an imaginary bank. I hope it is. And uh, essentially what happens, you've got one one of the brothers is sort of the straight, narrow type guy, and the other one is the one that's just been released from prison. And these two guys team up to rob various branches of the Texas Midlands Bank in order to raise some money to pay uh, to, to pay the mortgage off on the on the property so that one of the brothers, Toby, can leave the land to his sons. And there's been some oil discovered on the property, so the the, the property has a, a huge amount of value, which the bank knew about. So anyway, that's the that's the, the basic plot set up is you've got two guys doing a, a spree of bank robberies in West Texas for a supposedly good good purpose. I guess that's the that's the standard director's way of trying to get us to to uh, to to view these guys in a positive light, but whatever. And eventually they're getting tracked down by a grizzled old Texas lawman played by Jeff Bridges, who does a very, very good job with his Texas accent. <laughs> and I'm glad to know that he's still out there doing movies because I just he's just one of those actors that you just like to see on screen. He's just one of those guys that just brings something to the party. And so you've got this tension where you've got these two guys uh, you know, doing their little robbery thing, and you know that sooner or later it's all going to come crashing to an end. And the only question is, how is it going to end, and in what way, and how bad are the fireworks going to be when it does come all crashing down? And that's really what this movie comes down to, is that confrontation. But it's it's a very good character study, very, very good uh, mix of, of, I think, film noir themes. You've got these... Uh, Guys who should know better and and uh, continue to do bad things even when they know that they shouldn't do them because they just feel compelled to do so. And then you've got this whole theme of of, uh, of bad things that you do in life coming back to haunt you. 
So I, I liked I, I really like this movie. It's not exactly what I would call, you know, the blockbuster to end all blockbuster, but it's a very entertaining film and one that I think that uh, I think readers would enjoy. So let's go on to the next one. This is um, or this uh, the, the title of this movie is Life. Life um, is the title here, and this is a film that came out this year in 2017 directed by Daniel Espinosa. And it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan Reynolds, and a couple other actors whose name names are uh, not, not exactly famous here. I'm looking at the, the cast list. As, uh, other actors are Hiroyuki Sanada, Rebecca Ferguson, a Russian actress Olga uh, Dikovichnaya, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but anyway, it's got a very good cast. And the basic plot here is you've got six astronauts trapped on a space station trying to collect samples, soil samples from Mars that could uh, potentially be uh, very important for science. And during the course of this uh, sample, soil sample, investigation they find a, a large a single-celled organism and unfortunately this organism takes on a life of its own begins to grow and show disturbing signs of a highly advanced intelligence and this puts uh, them all at risk essentially this this uh, this organism uh, goes after them and tries to kill them and and uh, and consume them. So you've got basically here what you've got is a it sounds very derivative. I know the the plot sounds exactly like something right out of a mixture of say Alien and maybe uh 10 other Mars movies that you may have seen before. But but let me tell you. Um this movie uh it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. And it got you know it 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 did not get i think very good reviews from different sources i think for a couple of reasons i think there were some there were some glitches when it was first released apparently they used a uh a piece of uh, spliced footage from from uh, another movie from one of the spider-man movies which only lasted like about like 1 second i think also that uh, the actor ryan reynolds was given top billing and he only has about 30 minutes or 40 minutes of screen time uh, but when you when you discount for these minor criticisms, this this really delivers a pulse pounding tale. Because let me tell you, this this creature is is convincing. It 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 looks and moves in a convincing way. Not always, but most of the time, there are, there are some times when it goes outside the ship, outside the space station, is crawling around in space, and we're expected to believe that it can survive in deep space for more than a, a few seconds. Um, you know, but again, these are minor criticisms. That this this really comes down to the old-fashioned story of fighting for survival, fighting for your life against an external enemy that you can only see bits and pieces of, and who cannot be moved by that theme? Who cannot be uh, compellingly um, engaged by that theme? I was. I think this is a great movie. And again, I know it sounds derivative. You're, once you hear the plot, you're probably going to say, oh, I've seen that a million times before. But this is a very good movie. 
Uh, and the performances all around are very, very convincing. Jake Gyllenhaal, somehow, you know, he's a very chameleon-like actor. Gyllenhaal knows how to adopt the A-list Hollywood celebrity type role whenever he's in that type of role. He also knows how to calibrate his performances to recede in the background when he needs to be. And in a science fiction film like this, the type of performance that does the best is the performance where the actors know how to let the sets do the talking. They know how to let the environment do the talking, the circumstances. Because being in space, being in these types of environments, this is already such a compelling, overpowering theme that you really can't have a lot of overacting. You can't really have a lot of overpowering uh, actors, big-name actors doing things because a lot of times that can detract from the the, the 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 tenseness of the situation. I think it was that way with the movie Interstellar. I think all the performances there were very, very good. Matthew McConaughey did a great job there. I think even you looked at the if you look at some of the great science fiction films of the past, uh, say two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. I mean, none none of those actors in that movie were known at the time, and that's what you need. You kind of you need to let the sets and the plot do the talking for you. So I liked Life. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. Again, there were some who disagreed, but I would say judge for yourself. Check it out and and judge for yourself and and you know and uh, and see what you think. All right, the next movie I'm going to talk about here is entitled Son of a Gun. Son of a Gun. This is an Australian movie that was released in 2014, directed by Julius Avery, starring Ewan McGregor, Brenton Thwaites, and uh, Alicia Vikander. And um, I didn't hear much about this movie. I didn't hear anything about this movie when it came out a few years back. But I happened to see it just uh, recently, just a few weeks back. Liked it very, very much. This is a great crime drama. It's one of these sweeping crime dramas set in, um, I guess, in the I guess in the the Perth region of Australia. At least I, that's what I remember from seeing the director's outtakes from the the DVD. And the basic plot here is you've got a young guy, a 19-year-old kid named J.R., who's locked up for a minor crime. And in prison, he quickly learns about the harsh realities of prison life. Uh, he's um, he's in need of protection. He finds himself uh, uh, crossing the path of one of Australia's most famous criminals, a guy named Brendan Lynch, played incredibly by Ewan McGregor. And basically, the the deal that struck here is uh, Brendan Lynch, this uh, this arch criminal, he agrees to protect Jr. in prison from a gang of uh, uh, predators. And but in return, he says, "Look, when you get out, you need to help me break out of prison." So this is the choice that that he gets. He's uh, he's basically given the chance. He's you know the 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 choice is, "Hey, look." I'll protect you, but I want something in return. When you get out of here, you're going to help me bust out of this joint. So that's that's a, a great plot device, and that sets the stage for a real um, head-to-head kind of a relationship here between these two guys because you've got this theme of the, the young guy who's looking for a father figure, and then you've got this uh, irredeemable career criminal, this bank robber, Brendan Lynch, 
uh, who has his own mixed motivations, and the, the two of them end up clashing. But they not only does Jr. help this guy break out of prison, but he also basically becomes part of his gang, and they undertake a number of jobs together. But things eventually go south, as they always do in such such situations. And what you have kind of is this deadly game of cat and mouse, uh, where you don't really Jr. Jr. doesn't really know who he can trust, and he finds himself on a collision course with his with his former uh, mentor and protector. So the action scenes here in this movie are very very well staged. You've got sort of uh, heat level. Um, if you remember Michael Mann's 1995 movie Heat, you've got sort of heat level uh, crime drama action scenes. You've got great performances. You've got chases. You've got all sorts of great dialogue. So this is a highly recommended crime drama if you like crime dramas. I like this movie a lot. I, I just like crime dramas in general, but this one I really thought struck just that right combination of of uh, action you know, good versus evil, and then you've got that whole father-son, you know, mentor-mentee type uh, relationship and, and how that all plays out. So highly recommend to check out Son of a Gun, Australian film from 2014. All right, the next movie we're going to talk about is a film called Black Snow. The English title of it was Black Snow, came out this year, 2017. The Spanish, The original title in Spanish is Nieve Negra, Nieve Negra, Black Snow, and the um, the director is uh, Martin Hodara. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, that's what I believe it, uh, it to be. The and the it stars the the uh, venerable venerable Argentinian actor Ricardo Darín, who's been in practically every Argentinian film in the past twenty years that you can that you can think of. Seems that way anyway. But uh, the also stars Lea Costa, Dolores Fonsi, and several other actors who may not be familiar to those outside Spanish language films. But this is a great movie, a great movie, a very serious drama. And, you know, again, did not get the best reviews out there. It's kind of a dark film, but um, I, I happen to enjoy this type of movie. And it just seems like every every Spanish language film I've seen recently, or just in general, always seems to have a very somber, very dark. That's one of the things I like about sort of the the Spanish aura is this 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 uh, this melancholy that hovers over every single film <laughs> that that you see there. And I don't know if this is um, I don't know if this is if this is a an Argent. It looks like it's a joint. I think it was a joint Argentinian Spanish production. Uh, that's at least what the what the uh, what the summary here says on that you can find on the the film's website, but the basic plot here is you've got a guy, an, an actor. I mean, a, you've got a character named Salvador, uh, played by Ricardo Darín, and he's accused of killing his brother when when he was very young, and now he lives sort of in an isolated cabin in the middle of Patagonia, and he hasn't seen his brother Marcos and his sister-in-law Laura for many years and suddenly these two people show up and try to get him to sell the land that they all jointly own by inheritance and there's this tension obviously between Salvador and his brother Marcos 
related to the the death of of their brother many many decades ago in adolescence and like so many movies there's a hidden secret that we don't really understand until the very end of the movie which makes this such a great payoff you've got this simmering tension between these two guys and we don't really know exactly how it started where it originally comes from but we find out at the end and i really like how that is presented to us and and uh shown to us and just like so many argentinian movies so many spanish movies there's a there's a real undercurrent of darkness and uh melancholy here that that runs through this film but uh, you know that to me that that makes it uh, makes it pleasurable. I like the that sort of thing. I, I enjoy that. So, uh, you know, one one thing that really deserves mention here is the, the fantastic atmosphere and environment in which this was shot. Uh, the Patagonian countryside in Argentina must be uh, very very impressive. And you've got these. These, this mountainous vastness, and then you've got these uh, frozen, very cold uh, areas, and it it uh, just looks a lot like a lot. It, lo- it looks a lot like the American Rockies in many ways, or Alaska, or the Pacific Northwest in in some ways. So, I found that to be a a, a real uh, added a very nice dimension to the overall feel of the movie. But uh, uh, Ricardo Darín, uh, this is about the one of the more darker roles that I think he's undertaken, but. Well worth watching, and I would, uh, again, I would highly recommend seeing this movie if you have a chance. And finally, the last film I'm going to talk about here is not a new one. It's one that came out 10 years ago, but I like to see it every few years, maybe even once a year, and I saw it again a couple days ago just because I uh, wanted to just... uh, get the feel of it again. You know how it is when you when you have a movie that you like very much, you you want to be transported into its world. You want to be surrounded by the world that the movie creates and it 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 can provide a nice sensation, it can provide a nice feeling. It brings back memories maybe of the time. But uh this is the movie Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton which came out in 2007. And I've always really really liked this movie and I can't I'm not really sure exactly why i mean it's got great performances fantastic dialogue uh it has a very serious patina to it it reminds me a lot of the um the more serious dramas of the 1970s it has that 70s old school feel to it and this uh and it also has great moral lessons i think to it i maybe that's one of the reasons why i was attracted to it but this came out 2007 directed by tony gilroy who I've never heard of, and as far as I know, has not made other any other movies that I've seen. But stars stars uh, George Clooney, and I think his best performance ever, uh, Tilda Swinton, and and the uh, the fantastic actor Tom Wilkinson, and the uh, the general plot is here. You've got this this big law firm engaged in high powered litigation on behalf of a agribusiness company called U North. And the law, the, the the head litigator, this guy Tom Wilkinson, um, discovers or comes to—he's a manic depressive who comes to some earth-shattering realization that he's been fighting for the wrong side, or he feels like he's been wasting his life. And we see all the consequences that flow from that. And then you've got the uh, the uh, the character Michael Clayton, uh, um, you know, played by. 
you know, the um, the uh, incomparable George Clooney, probably one of the last A-list old school Hollywood types. And he plays this, the firm's, he's sort of like the firm's fixer, this high-priced fixer, the guy who handles messes and hooks up things and fixes problems, all sorts of things that come up. I guess there are people that are like this. I've never met anyone like this, but I assume that's, I assume they exist. And he has a relationship with uh, the manic depressive Tom Wilkinson. And, and basically, it, 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 the, the, the plot is very involved, but it really, the themes of the movie are corruption, uh, unrestricted ambition, and the idea of redemption, the idea of moral redemption that can come through uh, going through, that, that can come after enduring a very, very bad experience. It's a it's a redemptive film. I think that's what I find appealing about it. It's it's really about the redemption, the moral moral redemption of the George Clooney character Michael Clayton and what he has to go through and what he has to endure. It's it's not really it's this is not a legal film. This is not really a, a business film or a legal film. I think it was marketed that way, and a lot of people I know were turned off from seeing it because they thought it was just going to be another one of these courtroom drama this is not that type of movie it's a very serious human drama about guilt about moral redemption and about the consequences of unrestricted ambition and how that can lead to one's downfall and as anyone knows who follows me who who knows my books my writings my blog that they will know that that is a very very powerful theme in my universe and one that finds frequent expression in my writings and books so it's no accident that I that I was very, very much attracted to this movie. And I think that uh, readers really owe it to themselves to see this movie. And, and you know, you, you need to see it more than once. You need to see it again and again because there's just so many great scenes in it. Even the, the great actor and director, Sidney Pollock, uh, has a role as the character Marty Bach, which, in, 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 you know, it's, there are so many great quotable scenes in this movie just i mean just off the top of my head uh you know the scene at the beginning where george clooney's meeting with this uh guy who just committed a hit and run accident and how he talks to him and the, the dialogue uh, that happens there then there's the scene where uh, george clooney has to he meets tom wilkinson the manic depressive character in an alley in downtown uh, New York, where, where Tom Wilkinson has an armful of, of baguettes, French baguettes, and how that dialogue goes. And just the, the interaction between uh, George Clooney and, and uh, uh, Sidney Pollack, you know, the, the head of the law firm. There's just so many great scenes, so much great dialogue, that film lovers are really going to find themselves in for a treat if they have not seen this movie. And if you have already seen it, see it again. Because very often when you see movies that are worth seeing, you'll discover new nuances. You'll find new permutations on things. You'll find new expressions of old themes that you maybe had not seen the first time around. So what I would do is uh, give uh, give this movie a second second look if you haven't already done so. So that will wrap up our podcast for today. And again, the movies that we reviewed here, Hell or High Water, Life, Son of a Gun, Black Snow, and Michael Clayton. And with that, I will leave you on this Saturday, November 4th, here at Fortress of the Mind, Fortaleza da Menci. And we will see you back here next time when we do our next podcast. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.